Get ready. excited to have you all here today. I want to apologize at the top if you can hear my cat Charlie. Uh, He's being very chatty. I think he thinks I'm talking to him. Uh, He may try to jump at me at some point or jump on me I should say. So what I want to talk about and I'm going to jump into it and stop doing this thing that we're going to talk about. I would like to talk about something that applies to, to pretty much everyone who might listen to this podcast whether you're a college student or a student who's looking to start applying to colleges. You could be a parent, a student supporter, teacher, counselor, administrator. You could even be a college professor. Because what I'm going to talk about today is the worldwide phenomenon known as procrastination. Today we're going to be talking about the procrastination equation uh, that Pierce Steele Uh, talks about in his book, The Procrastination Equation, How to Stop Putting Things Off and Start Getting Stuff Done. And that's again by Pierce Steele. So when I think of the procrastination equation, the, the first thing that I think, and it's kind of a silly pun, is, oh yeah, there's a math for that, right? Just like there is an app for that. For this, there's a math. And the equation itself is expectancy times value divided by impulsiveness times delay. So another way that I like to to, to think about this is, right, it's like velocity, right, or speed. If time divided by distance gives you speed, if the distance or change, or the time or distance change, excuse me, that speed or velocity that's going to be impacted, right? And so the same thing is going to happen for your chances of procrastination. Uh, if your expectancy and your value are lower than your impulsiveness and delay, your procrastination is much more likely to be greater than if your expectancy and value are higher than your impulsiveness times delay. What what do I mean by that? I I keep saying expectancy and value and impulsiveness and delay, but what does that mean? What what does that mean to you in your life, right? Expectations, expectancy, right? Self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell yourself that you're going to be bad at something, you're going to be bad at something. If you tell yourself that you're going to be good at something and that you're going to try your best, you have a much better chance of actually being good at something than if you just give up right off the top. So expectancy is really just the idea that you believe that you can complete whatever task or project or anything that you're about to work on. So start small and start reasonably, especially if you really struggle with procrastination. We've got to create building blocks so that you can get over this. It doesn't just happen like that. It takes time. Value. Does what you're working on have meaning to you? I think a lot of times about students who are in general education courses, 
sometimes it's really hard for them to see the connection between what they're learning in class, specifically a class that doesn't have to do with their major, and how they can use that later on. College is some long-term goals, right? It's hard to see three to four to five to six years in the future when that English 101 or 102 class is really coming in handy as you're writing an email or a cover letter that's going to help you get a promotion, right? So you don't have grammar issues. So you don't have things misspelled or mispunctuated. It's hard to see and create value in something that is so far away. So I always say create some now value. Give yourself prizes or treats, right? Think of your favorite things to do. Okay, this paper is due at the end of the semester. I don't really like this subject. Washing dishes is my least favorite thing to do. Create something that you get at the end to make it more valuable. Whenever I wash dishes, get everything washed and put on the drying rack, I get to watch half an hour of TikToks or of TV or sit down and read or listen to my favorite podcast or eat a cookie I would definitely wash dishes for a cookie. So create some value for those things that don't feel like they have a lot of value. Obviously, yeah, clean dishes are great. You want to be able to eat. You want to be able to, you know, not have gross stuff in your sink. But it it doesn't necessarily feel the same as something that's really exciting, like a cookie or giving yourself time to do something you truly enjoy. The same thing with a class that doesn't feel very valuable. It's really hard to see how that's going to impact you down the line. Well, then let's, you know, create value in that. If I finish this paper for my English 101 class by Thursday night, that means that on Friday I can get myself a pizza and play video games with my friends. Absolutely. That's a great way to add value, and that's a great way to motivate yourself. So if you don't feel like you can find the meaning right now, find ways to create value in what you're doing by giving yourself little gifts. So that's the top part of the equation. When I think about expectations and value, I think about those as the positive things, the things that are going to keep you from procrastinating. Now what we're going to talk about are the bad things that keep you from really focusing in and getting the job done. So the first one is impulsiveness. You're listening to this by yourself, so you can totally raise your hand if you use these uh, these apps or websites. I'm going to raise my hand too. Netflix, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, Facebook, Pinterest, Reddit. For people who use Reddit, I so confusing to me. Tumblr for a throwback, right? Wikipedia. Some people get lost in Wikipedia pages. All of those things equal instant gratification. I might argue that Wikipedia involves reading, which could be enjoyable. But, but 
Netflix, Instagram, t- Twitter, TikTok, those things equal instant gratification, right? They are the master chefs battling it out to feed your impulsiveness, right? Maybe you're watching Netflix while scrolling through Instagram. It's a constant stream of little boosts. They don't ever leave you feeling fulfilled, right? But they're going to satisfy the cravings for something positive for a little bit. So algorithms, right? These all have algorithms. And I'm going to tell you why those are all just a little bit dangerous. Netflix I'm definitely going to focus on because I think they're the biggest guilty party of of creating impulse watching. Have you ever finished a movie or a series and you really liked it and you have that little moment of emptiness because you're like, man, that was really good and kind of want to watch it again. But before you can stop it and move on with your day as you're thinking over how great that series was, you all of a sudden realize that they've queued up an entire new TV series that's going to automatically start in like 30 seconds. And based off of the things that you usually watch, they think it's got a 96% chance of you being interested in watching it. Netflix creates impulsiveness because it makes everything so easy. Sitting down and picking up a, a textbook or starting a college application, those things are hard. Netflix choosing a show for you without you having to do anything just based off of an algorithm that's super easy you don't even have to click a button you can just stay seated stay watching this is all tapping in to your prefrontal cortex and creating these positive feel good things right these feel good moments but they're all distractions they don't leave you feeling fulfilled, right? I even said when you finish a, a series, you really like, you don't feel like, ha, huh, look what I just did. It's like, oh, that's over. I mean, that was good, but like, did it have to end, right? They just leave you wanting more. And so that's where impulsiveness is dangerous because you, you crave more, so you keep watching and you keep being distracted. So what you have to do to lower impulsiveness. Because remember, these two, impulsiveness and delay, these are on the bottom. We want these to be low so that expectancy and value can be high. That way you're going to lower your procrastination. You need to cut the distractions, all of them, and do something you can be proud of. Cutting distractions is honestly as easy as taking your phone and putting it in a different room. Sometimes I even take off my Garmin because I'll get Snapchat notifications or news alerts, and that distracts me. So just take all that stuff and put it somewhere away from you. It doesn't have to be far, just far enough that, you know, it doesn't grab your attention every time it lights up or buzzes. Okay, the next piece and the final piece of this equation is delay. I like to think of delay more as urgency, It's close to value, but it's different. I'll tell you how. Something that is due at the end of the semester doesn't feel very urgent, right? So far away, you've got so much time to work on it. No big deal. But that something is worth 50% of your grade. 50%, that's half your grade. 
but it doesn't feel urgent because you've got weeks to do it, right? But something due at the end of the week, it's Wednesday now, something due at the week that's only worth 5% does feel really urgent because it's so much closer. Now, we started a little bit early at, at, at Lake State, so for us, this is really true. We're midway through the semester, but, but even for all you folks, you're a month in. Time here really matters because the end of the semester is a lot closer than you think it is. Those college application dates are a lot closer than you think they are. Folks in, in, in K-12, through Michigan College Month is a lot closer than you think it is, right? Sometimes, even when you've still got time to do stuff, even when you've got a whole semester or you've got until, you know, November 1st, it feels like a long way, but it's really not. So create some urgency. Set checkpoints. Um, we've been doing this fun new video segment for Laker success at LSSU called Tech Talks. And in our first one, I reviewed... Um, an app called tweak.so you can get on your browser. It's just a weekly to-do list. It's quite nice. But this time I am rating an app. So we use it for a whole week before we, you know, uh, rate it and, and talk about it. So we've had actual experience using it. I'm using one called Habit Hunter. It lets you set a long-term goal, like applying to a college before November 1st, so you can get uh, early acceptance. And... Within this goal, you get to create tasks, and they can all have due dates, and you can also have it send you a reminder all on your phone. It's also like a video game. kind of reminds me of like Zelda, but also Mario. It's confusing. But it helps you set up those checkpoints as you work along your way to get to your goal. And when you finish each of those checkpoints and those tasks, you get points. If you finish it the day after you said you were going to do it, you actually get dinged. You lose coins, which you can use to buy, you know, gear for your little character. So find something like that that might work for you. That's called Habit Hunter. Habit Hunter. There's also Habitica, which is similar. It's a video game style thing. If you want something that's more uh, sleek and professional, some really great ones are done. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton. There's a ton of different uh, productivity apps out there. Um, just, you know, take some time and, and check some out and figure out what's going to work for you. But create urgency by creating new date, due dates and checkpoints for yourself as you're working towards this larger, final, far away goal. Otherwise, time's going to sneak up on you. And that is stressful. So now that we know what they are, expectancy times value. Those are the good things. You want there to be a lot of expectancy. You want to really believe that you can do whatever you're about to do. And you need to create or find the value within what you're going to do. You want both of these to be really high. And you want impulsiveness and delay or urgency to be low. I guess it's flipped. You want there to be urgency because you don't want there to be delay. So you want delay and you want impulsiveness to be low. That way, 
when those two things pull away, divide from expectancy times value, you're not left with a negative number. That negative number, right? So if your expectancy times value is, say, two times two, and your impulsiveness and delay is four times four, so you've got, you know, four divided by 16. It's going to take you below zero, right? And we want to make sure that that number is high, right? So you want to, you want to flip it. You want expectancy times value to be four times four divided by two times two, right? You want that number to be whole, to be positive. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Super cool, Beth. Um, I don't have any motivation. I don't have any motivation to get anything done. Classes are weird. They're half online. They're half in person. Uh, I have to do everything over a computer screen or stare into a tiny little camera. My eyes are tired from all of this blue light. I don't have any motivation. So this isn't going to work for me. That's fair. So I want to take the second part of this podcast and really talk about motivation I think a lot of us could really, really use a win. And so I'm going to try and give that to you. Dr. Steele has another tool. It's called a success spiral. And I feel like cheating. I feel like telling you about this is kind of cheating. But here's the premise of a success spiral. The idea with a success spiral is that rather than starting really big and grand not hitting the mark and feeling bad and quitting, you start small and you gradually increase. And as you can see that you can tackle each of those tasks, moments, the workout, whatever it is, you're going to start gaining confidence in yourself, right? And so you're going to keep building and building and building. And so instead of spiraling down, the success spiral is meant to kind of shoot you up right? Like maybe zipping up through a tornado so that you feel confident and you get motivation because you know, I've already done this before. I can do it again. I can do this for a little bit longer. That last time was easy. So a really great example of this is, is reading textbooks, right? Sitting down and reading a whole chapter in one go is a big task, period. It's not easy. So take some time throughout the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, you're going to read for 10 minutes. You make it as far as you do in 10 minutes. If you want to keep going after 10 minutes, you can. If you hit 10 minutes and you're totally fried, boom, done, 10 minutes. Now, Wednesday, read for 15 minutes. Again, if you make it to 15 minutes, awesome. If you want to keep going past that, amazing. If you're fried, Wonderful. Quit at that 15 minutes, but you made it to that 15 minutes. And then Friday, I want you to shoot for 20. Keep increasing it until you get to a point where, all right, I only need about an hour to read a chapter from this textbook. I know that all I have to do is 20 minutes on Monday, 20 minutes on Wednesday, and 20 minutes on Friday, and I am set with this textbook chapter. Not only have you figured out what you need to do, 
You've also scheduled in a way that you know is going to work for you, but not make you feel overwhelmed. So you're just floating in that success spiral, nice and easy. And you can keep doing that for forever because you've got the skills, you know how to do it. And you've got the confidence, right? You've got the expectancy. Um, maybe you start doing better on tests and you're like, well, now I see the value. And all of a sudden, boom, you've got zero procrastination for doing your readings and all of the motivation because you know that you can. You know that you can knock that out of the park. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause this podcast. Not yet, not yet. In just a second. And I want you to come up with a list of four, just four, four small, 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 small things that you want to get done every day this week. Okay, so go ahead and pause now. Come up with that list and then come back because I'm going to share mine. Welcome back. All right. I'm proud of you. I'm excited for your list. I don't know what's on it, but I bet it is solid and also probably going to help you feel better in, in one way or another. So here is my list. I want to work out for at least a half an hour, three days a week. That's a big goal. But I have been doing about 20 minutes a few times a week, 20 minutes to an hour anyway, pretty regularly. So I really want to make sure that I'm getting at least three days at that time and a fourth day a little bit differently. But like I said, that is a big goal. That's a big goal. I want to add in one extra fruit or vegetable a day to a meal because got to get those vitamins. I want to have productive meetings with students. Um, and I want to create a clear separation of work time and home time. So when I step through the door of my apartment, I'm not looking at emails, I'm not checking things like that. I'm just fully here recharging so that I can go in the next day and have those productive meetings with students. So that's my list. Those are my four things. One of them is as simple as not looking at my email. <laughs> so create small things and start to do them as you do better. You can increase, right? Like I've been doing this for a while since March when I learned about success spirals. And so I've increased my workout goal from, you know, doing yoga to doing cardio to now I'm doing a, a mix of cardio and strength. Right. And so I've slowly increased this at a, in a way that I feel comfortable and confident in myself to do. I think it's really important to recognize that right now success will be different for everyone. You know, it might look like, you know, okay, I answered five emails today. My inbox is a mess and I answered five emails before my first meeting today. That's success for me because I made time. I had time to do that. You know, it might be reading 20 pages every day. That's huge. That's amazing. It might be putting your room or putting your phone in a different room for an hour every day to work on those college applications. Things are still pretty weird, right? It's definitely not the school year that we've been used to or that we were hoping for. Nike, I'm sorry, but just do it is not cutting it anymore. 
So another really great resource for productivity is Chris Bailey's book, The Productivity Project. I've given you two books to read from this podcast that are honestly really helpful. Chris Bailey, you know, doesn't really like to think about the just do it because once you're doing it and you're just going through the motions, that's the easy part. It's important to recognize that the hardest part is stepping over the starting line. Once you take that first step, things get a lot easier, but it's that first step, right? That's so hard. So just start it. Push yourself to start and go from there. If all you do is start and you make it a minute, I want you to celebrate that as a success for today. And, you know, tomorrow, I want you to start it and I want you to push yourself for two minutes. And then I want you to push yourself for three and then for five and then for 10 and then 15 and then 20 and then 30. And that is how you're going to see yourself really, really, really find success. I want to leave you all with this this quote and some news. Uh, well, not really news, but, you know, announcements. Uh, by Paul J. Meyer. And that is, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. That was Paul J. Meyer. M-E-Y-E-R for all my Michigan folks out there, not my ear like a store. Um, like I said, Dr. Pierce Steele uh, is who I got the success spiral and the procrastination equation from. Uh, specifically, the procrastination equation is from uh, his book, The Procrastination Equation, How to Stop Putting Things Off and Start Getting Stuff Done. Um, I read about the success spiral in uh, The Motivation Hacker, which I want to look up uh, that author. Um, that's by Nick Winter, the motivation hacker. He talks about the success spiral in there. And um, I believe Chris Bailey also talks about it in his book, The Productivity Project. So those are three really great resources. Also, if you feel like some of the things you've been doing haven't been helping you and you want a more in-depth uh, look at uh, what I'm doing here. Um, I cannot say how expensive Pierce Steele's book is, but, uh, the motivation hacker and the productivity project were both pretty affordable. Um, and I would go take a peek at your local library and see if, if they don't have it, if you can use one of those lovely interlibrary loans with the Melcat and, um, get yourself, uh, that book for free because libraries rock. Um, a couple announcements, you know, we do, we do have our Instagram, um, there's not a ton happening over there. I haven't been uh, interviewing any guests, but I hope to soon. I'm going to work really hard to um, connect with someone uh, at a higher ed institution in Michigan to talk about uh, financial aid, specifically the FAFSA, because we all love the FAFSA, and it opens up on October 1st. Uh, my next goal after that will be to um, connect with someone who works with DACA students and Dreamer students and sort of talk through the process of what, you know, what's going to help you as you apply for colleges, you know, how can we find scholarships, different financial aid, things like that. And so those are a couple of things that I'd like you to keep in mind as, as we're going down the pipeline, um, be working on getting those guests as well. I'm super excited for those. And 
as always, if you're listening to this on CastBox or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, there's another place. I can't think of what it's called. It's like Listen Notes or something. Um, if you can you know, give us a rating and, you know, a comment or subscribe that really helps us in those fun little algorithms, um, get found by other folks who might be looking for some college knowledge. And, uh, I would appreciate if you would help share and, uh, spread some of that knowledge to other folks until next time. It has been a pleasure chatting with you here Get ready. on College Talk.